The first Bible reading this morning is from Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful, faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Matthew 2, verses 1 to 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Uh, a few years ago, there was an advertising company, an advertising agency that uh, did some research trying to find out what it was that people value most about Christmas. And here were the top five things that they came up with. Things people love most about Christmas. Uh, time with family and friends. Uh, time off work. Food and drink. Christmas presents. And fifth was religious significance. It's a bit of a surprise that Jesus only ranks fifth in the things that you value most about Christmas. I mean, after all, it is his birthday that we're celebrating. But Christmas has been like that for quite a long time. Uh, The celebrating can sometimes overshadow the one that we are celebrating. Uh, There have been times in history when people have tried to push back against the festivities that seem to have been tacked on to the birth of Jesus. Uh, In England in 1647, this gentleman, Oliver Cromwell, was leading the country and uh, he was uh, keen on 
winding back some of the Christmas festivities. In fact, he wanted to ban Christmas celebrations in London. There was an Act of Parliament that said that you couldn't do things like have a Christmas lunch. He actually sent soldiers around in the lead-up to Christmas to confiscate anything that smelt like Christmas food that would be used for a Christmas lunch. Uh, Cromwell, in fact, wanted to try and make Christmas Day a day of fasting, uh, that you wouldn't be allowed to eat anything on Christmas Day. He'd be a great guy to be sitting near at Christmas, wouldn't he? I mean, you'd, you'd love to be looking at that happy face over the Christmas table on Christmas Day. I mean, Cromwell's ideas about Christmas, well, that it shouldn't be celebrated, well, that's just ridiculous. But if you're going to celebrate Christmas, it's important to have some idea of what it is that you are celebrating. So when you strip away all of the other things, what is it that you're left with? Well, I suppose it's Jesus. I mean, that's pretty obvious. But there's a great Bible verse that sums up what Christmas is about. This is what the Apostle Paul writes to Timothy. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. That's it. That's what Christmas is about. That's why Jesus came into the world. That's what Jesus came to do. He came to be born, but he came to save us. And that's what we celebrate at Christmas. The image that we have of Jesus at Christmas is this small baby in the stable, uh, surrounded by farm animals, being nursed by his mother while the shepherds are watching on. But that's just the start of what it was that Jesus would do. It would be what he would do when he grew up that would make his birth worth remembering and celebrating. That's what we sing in those Christmas carols like Silent Night, that Christ the Saviour is born. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. We have a range of people sitting here this morning, uh, various ages, different backgrounds, uh, varying church connections, but we have one thing in common. Every single person here this morning needs what it is that Jesus brings through Christmas. We need forgiveness. That's the thing that we celebrate with the birth of Jesus, not just that he was born, but that he would make it possible for us to be forgiven, make it possible for us to be right with God. Jesus came into the world to save sinners, to make it possible for those who have stood opposed to God or those who have ignored God to make it possible for them to be a part of his family. You don't get this by virtue of your nationality or by virtue of your church membership. You get it by trusting in Jesus, by accepting the forgiveness that Jesus offers. I hope the rest of your Christmas day is a wonderful day and I hope it is a day when you can celebrate Christmas but above all a day that you can celebrate that the Saviour has come into this world.